prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. Prom time power show. Welcome to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. We're featured on the TuneIn Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Deezer apps. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. Add us as a favorite that will have you locked in each and every week to listen to the Primetime Power Show right here on Primetime Power Radio. We're also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com and PrimetimePowerRadio.com. If you happen to be on your laptop or your tablet or even your phone, you can pull up the browser and stream us from the related websites as well. We offer radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. And we have arrived at show 380 one of the Primetime Power Show. Before we get started, I want to give thanks to our great supporters tonight, the O Insurance Group, LLC. They offer great services for all your health and life insurance needs. Give the O Insurance Group, LLC, a call at 844-585-8436. The number, once again, is 844-585-8436. Also want to give thanks to Tabor Services Incorporated. They offer support services that assist children and families, preparing for parenthood, engaging in the community, and assist individuals who are interested in being a resource foster parent for more for more information you can go to their website tabor.org once again the website is tabor.org also you can call their philadelphia office if you want more information 215-842-4800 the number again is 215-842-4800 you can reach out to contacts tcs recruiters sharon williams and dana wallace and they'll be happy to assist you also want to give thanks to our sponsor tonight mayworks working for your success for professional websites computer assistance small business support and more visit mayworks by going to their website at mayworks.com to get all the information in relation to their services. If you're ready to be served, you can give them a call at 484-466-5460. The number again is 484-466-5460. By the way, I'm Derek May along with Tiffany Joyner, Dr. Christina Williams. A change in the program tonight. No Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton tonight. But coming up tonight on the Primetime Power Show, first up is our segment, Uplift Today. And we're going to start the segment off tonight with our words of encouragement, which is always meant to uplift your spirit. Tonight, our scripture reference, we're going to come out of the book of Psalms chapter 63 verse 3 so we're going to highlight one verse tonight once again we're going to come out of the book of Psalms chapter 63 verse 3 want to encourage those out there grab your Bible read along with me on the other side after the break and we're going to get started with that segment and then the next segment our second segment of the evening the coaching campaign with Tiffany Joyner the topic tonight is knowing when the job is done and our third segment from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams tonight the topic is did you vote on the legislative branch of government in our final segment I'm going to come back and replace of Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton. And tonight I'm going to share practical and spiritual tips for letting go of unhealthy attachments. So that's what's coming up on the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. Tell your family members, tell your friends that we're live right now. A lot of ways you can check us out, as I mentioned, the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Deezer apps. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. All of those radio apps available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. But also you can stream us on PrimetimePowerShow.com as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. What we're going to do at this time, we'll take a break on the primetime power show but on the other side we're going to get the show started tonight with our first segment uplift today words of encouragement coming out right here live on the primetime power show on primetime power radio 
Welcome everyone to the Primetime Power Show. Radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. I'm Derek May. Good evening, everyone. This is Tiffany Joyner. This is Dr. Christina Williams. Featuring segment, Uplift Today with Derek May. God is still going to be there, and he's going to deliver. He's going to be able to assist in obtaining that victory over anything that tries to overcast on us. So when the world appears to be collapsing on us, guess what God says anyhow? He said that I'm still going to be that protector. I'm still going to be the shield that you need. So when people attempt to set you up for a downfall, God says, I have a hold of you, a firm grip, and I will place you on high ground away from the trap and locked target of the predator. Featuring segment, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Jordan. Larger chains move in that are often oblivious or not interested in making connections or establishing relationships with those that live there. Whereas small business owners, oftentimes they know you. They want to have a relationship with you. They want you to come back and, of course, patronize them. But they're more interested in establishing those relationships with the people who live in those communities. And so those large chains, as I mentioned, they're not interested in the greater needs of the smaller communities. Um, what they do is they drive out smaller mom-and-pop stores because they can buy items in bulk and then they can charge lower prices. They're interested in the money they can pull from the community as opposed to the connections and the relationships. Featuring a segment from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams. From this woman's perspective, is that our eye is always on financial things. It's always on how much money can we give to individuals or organizations to fix the problems. Well, it's been decades, it's been centuries, it's been a lifetime, and we're still in the perplexed place where we were years and years ago. So the money did not do it. You know what did it? It did the dependency, the independence, and the interdependency of people. Featuring the segment, The Place of Decision, with Reverend Dr. Leroy Pendleton. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Right there, for his mercy endures forever. What an introduction to give praise to God. And so the psalmist even says, God is worthy of our praise. And oh, means, you know, it's emphatic that, let me draw your attention, let me emphasize this, that we are to give. So, you know, when we say, oh, give thanks, that means emphasize, let's give thanks to the Lord, for he alone is good. We are the Primetime Power Show. Thank you for joining us tonight. Is it time for you to bring in technical support to assist in what you're trying to accomplish? Are you in the need of professional services that support web, computer, and business services? MigWork since 2000 has offered a variety of help and assistance that can partner with you to bring what you possess to full form. Need a professional website with ongoing maintenance support? Yes, we can do that. Do you have a business that needs proper branding and exposure on social media? Do you have related issues dealing with computers and technology in general? Find a true solution to all your issues and let the MigWorks team become the service provider of choice to assist in your IT and business related needs. Learn more about MeWorks by visiting our website, MeWorks.com, or give us a call at 484-466-5460. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. MeWorks, working for your success.
are now listening to Primetime Power Radio, radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. Primetime Power Show can be heard on many different platforms via podcasts such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many platforms that support the podcast feature. Just search for Primetime Power Show, add us as a favorite, and you'll receive a notification each and every time that the Primetime Power Show adds new content via podcast. So check out the Primetime Power Show via podcast today. Primetime Power Radio offers talk, inspirational music, and more. Are you looking for a platform to share your content? Consider Primetime Power Radio as an option for radio shows and recorded media to share, such as podcasts and more. Primetime Power Radio has slots available to choose from to secure the best day and time and offers you an extended audience to give you the exposure and avenue to be heard. Primetime Power Radio is available on many platforms such as TuneIn, RadioLine, RadioDeck, and Deezer apps. Just simply search for Primetime Power Radio and we're ready to be listened to. The radio station also streams on Primetime PowerRadio.com. Advertising options are also available that you can take advantage of. Learn more about Primetime Power Radio at PrimetimePowerRadio.com or email your inquiry to info at PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Primetime Power Radio, radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. Insurance Group specializes in health and life insurance services that cater to meeting your needs. Yell Insurance Group provides expert services in health insurance assistance such as Medicare education, medical advantage plans, Medicare supplement plans, prescription drug plans, dental and vision, group health insurance, and the Affordable Care Act. Yell Insurance Group LLC also delivers professional services in life insurance assistance such as final expense, term life, whole life, universal life, and variable universal. Interested in getting the help you need right now? For more information, call Sharita Odoms at 1- 844-585-THEO Once again, that's 1-844-585-THEO or 1-844-585-8436 1-844-585-8436 The O Insurance Group, LLC Health and Life Insurance done with you in mind as we change one life, one day at a time. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. Featured on the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Deezer app. Just search for Primetime Power Radio. We're also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Before we get started with the show, I just want to share a few things. Just want to let you know that the Primetime Power Show has a YouTube channel. Just search for Primetime Power Show. And once you arrive at that channel, you'll see that we've uploaded our last several latest shows. So you'll be able to listen to the Primetime Power Show again and again. So if you want to check it out for a second time, or if you happen to miss one of our recent shows, you can go right to YouTube, put in Primetime Power Show. You'll see our YouTube channel. Click that. And you'll see the full list of our recent shows that we have offered. Do us a favor, though. Subscribe. And that's a great way to get notified when we upload new content on the YouTube platform. Also, it helps us out greatly. We appreciate that. It keeps you locked in as well. So I wanted to let you know that we are utilizing YouTube as well. Podcasts also, our last three shows are 
are available, the latest three, I should say, are available via podcast and whatever application you like to use, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, even TuneIn and Stitcher. So many of these media apps have the podcast feature now. Just look for Primetime Power Show. Add us as a favorite. That's another way you can be notified and locked in and you'll be able to check out our content as well. Also want to let you know that we still have t-shirts available. You can go to speakitwear.com of the Primetime Power Show. We have a white and black version of the t-shirt. It's a great way to support the Primetime Power Show. And if you don't mind walking around representing who we are, and if you like what we do, we definitely appreciate your support on that end as well. So we're going to get started with the show tonight. Once again, I'm Derek May. And as I mentioned right before the break for our segment, Uplift Today, in our words of encouragement, we're going to come out of the book of Psalms tonight, chapter 63, verse 3. I'm going to read two versions of the word, the New King James Version, as well as the New Living Translation. Want to ask those out there, grab your Bible, read along with me. As I always say, whether you got it on your smartphone, your tablet, or even an old book, turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter 63, verse 3. And this is going to come out of the Old Testament. And Psalms 63, verse 3, New King James Version, the first version I'm going to lift up reads, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. The New Living Translation says it like this, according to the book of Psalms, chapter 63, verse 3. It says, Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. So we see here in this particular passage that I just mentioned, this is talking about and coming from David. And at the time, David was in the wilderness in Judah and King Saul was after him to actually kill him. But regardless of that, David's spirit was so stirred up that he shared this very thoughtful and very loving statements towards God about how wonderful and how awesome our God is, despite what was going on in his life at that particular moment. So here we see it also reminds us tonight in the scripture about the unshakable and unquestionable love that God has for us as well, because David vividly expressed that. So God love is a love like no other. It is one of the most precious things that we can have, probably the most precious thing that we have. And David even said that God's love is even greater than his own life, just to really elaborate on how significant and how great it truly is. So that description right there, if we think about it, that really puts things in perspective of just how wonderful and how awesome and how great God really truly is in each and every one of our lives. And how valuable is it tonight to have him as the constant presence? He's always available. He's always there. He's like a father like no other in our lives. And the fact is that the relationship between you and God, that is the greatest affiliation that you can ever have that's in existence. And just the way David expressed his affections towards God is something that we should really have in us as well, if you think about that. Always having that awareness, always having that total understanding that God is literally our everything. Because God is the one that is there when no one else is. He's the one that we can talk to, pray to, lift up any and everything. He never judges us. He's never, he never questions anything. So think about that. And someone out there can truly attest to that statement that I just made, especially when it feels like the world turned against us. You'll know how it is sometimes when no one else wants to bother with us and no one else wants to talk to us. But God is still there in the midst, even in the midst of our greatest sorrows. So God is also the one that is with us when we are sleeping, when we are going throughout our day, and as soon as we wake back up again and start the next one as well. So we're talking about the ever presence that God, he remains on the scene. He's the one that we can solely count on. He's the one that never slides off and but stays for every single thing that's going on in our lives. And God is the one that is also always concerned about us. He always cares for us each and every day. And he's also the one that is present in every single occasion in our lives. So here we see that there are so many things, a wealth of things for us to know and to realize and recognize tonight that we should never ever take for granted as it relates to God. So when David extended his praise, what he was doing, he wanted to let God 
God know how much he loves him, how much he appreciates him. And also, he wants us to learn the lesson tonight that in that praise that we should extend out, it should be something that should be a regular thing. It should be consistent. We should give it out to God liberally as well. And it should be a constant thing because there is always something for us to always be thankful of when it comes to what God has given to us in this life. And because God is love, this is how we know how to love as well. Because God is the originator. He's the source of it. So God also shows us the model as well for how it's supposed to be really done in its true authentic sense. Beyond just simply the emotional aspect of it, it's greater than just that. We're talking about the highest quality of life is found when you have a real relationship with God. Because it's authentic, it's real, it has so much value, it's very rich. Because there is nothing else that exists quite like that that will give you what God can give to you in your life. You know, in the book of James chapter 1 verse 17, the NIV version, the uh, New International Version, it reminds us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So think about it. Our joy, our happiness, our purpose, our plans, the evolution of what we are to become, and even the manifestation of things to eventually come, all comes through him with perfect and awesome and wonderful timely execution. So that's why it's very important for us to really have a true foundational relationship with God tonight. Just like David has expressed, and as you can see how close he is with God, just by that one verse that I lifted up tonight, to really say, you know what, I'm really in love with God. I really want to make sure that I take the opportunity to express that forever satisfaction that I has towards him. Because God gives love back to us all the time. And think about all those returns back to us. It's always a true thing. It's always certain. He's always a definite thing in our lives. He always has great motives, great purpose, great intentions that can never ever be disputed. And God is the one guarantee that we can have total and true confidence in because in all that he does, it is made up of pure loyalty, truth, and of course, that real love that I'm talking about. So God gives us things at such a high peaking level. Just think about it, that no man can ever get in the range to come close to even trying to duplicate. So the disparity, if you think about it, is actually infinite compared to what man does for us. Now, for all that God is and does for us, we should have a heart that really yearns to really love on God like we're supposed to. For God to be in our thoughts, to be a part of everything that we do as well, that we're making sure that we're keeping him involved, and just having that natural gesture of really providing him total inclusion like we're supposed to be. So think about it. When we look up at the sky and we see how wonderful that creation is, we should just simply smile up because we know that our Father in Heaven, he's looking upon us, gazing with his wonderful kind love that only he can offer. So we should adopt just how David cherishes God tonight. And he saw God as what? As the most high that he is. He placed him in his rightful position because he gave him the honor. He gave him the praise. He gave him everything that he had in him and he expressed it outwardly to God. So he uttered nothing but enduring pleasantries to God, back to him. And like I said, regardless of the situation in the moment and in the midst of the things, what was going on. So he didn't keep it to himself how much he loved God. He took the opportunity because he gave God the recognition tonight that he truly deserves. And he did it outwardly with no shame at all. He wasn't worrying about who was listening, who was watching him. He knew that God deserved every single thing that he uttered out of his mouth because he gave him that recognition that he truly deserves and he did it without any shame because he understood tonight that God is his helper. He understood that God could keep him safe and secure despite what was going on, despite what was trying to wander, what was trying to engulf him and try to take 
take control of them. But he never wavered from the thought process of knowing that God is capable. He knew that the great I am deserves all the honor. He knew that he deserved all the admiration that he had in him to give back to God. Because at that moment, he poured himself out completely and wholly to let God know how strong the love that he had for him. So we can look at our own lives, right? And we can see how loving God has been to us throughout the years. So many things some of us probably have went through and that we've overcome and that we conquered. We're talking about the blessings we have in our possession even right now that we know only God could have done that for us. So those close calls, let's think about that. That didn't catch us and spiral us downward to a pit of no return. God rescued us and put us on the solid ground into safety. How about those times when we turned away from him? When he still, despite that, reached back out to us and held us close and still protected us, still cared for us, and still gave us his unconditional love. So when the enemy, how about that? When he tried to come in to steal and try to kill and try to destroy hit your life and tried to interrupt it, God intervened and came in and he ran the enemy off. So talk about his great fondness that he has for us despite even our human nature that weakens and gives in to sin all the time, God still is the same. He doesn't give up on us, but instead what does he do? He even will give us a clean slate. He even will give us a renewed hope again. He even will give us a second chance and he also has the recovery plan in place waiting for us to pick up so we can get in strive and get back to our normal course of life again. So David tonight, what he does, he gives a wonderful illustration of how awesome God is. For him to be able to extend so many wonderful expressions of adoration, it's very clear just as the Bible describes gloriously that God is everything and even more and just be that for us as well. So isn't it a good feeling? Think about it. To know that God is so steady in our lives for us because God is always firmly planted in your life. He gives us an assurance that he is there for us all the time because he is the solid rock that we can truly stand on. His love has always been extremely great. And even, how about this? He even gave his son so that the relationship with us and him could be redeemed, could be restored, to be in a beautiful harmony with the creator and the created and to have that fellowship even when there was a time when it was strained. So God that never makes us feel unwanted, he's always there. He al- He never makes us feel unappreciated. He never makes us feel unworthy. But instead, what does he does for us? He shows his love every time and that love never expires and never gets old and it never gets cold. So tonight what I wanted to do, I just wanted to share some things that we can do back towards God to give a return to God what he deserves and that we're all capable of giving it to him as well. So these are things that are not beyond our scope or our ability. We can definitely do that and trust me, God is worthy of it. So talking about ways to express that love back towards God, that's what I'm talking about tonight. So the first thing that we can do just like David did, he gave a great example of that right in this scripture reference tonight we can give him praise and yes give God that admiration give God all the compliments that he deserves because as I mentioned he's truly worthy he's deserving to be honored to be celebrated and to be revered tonight and when you do that and when you do it on a regular basis not just in church service not just that time but I'm talking about in your everyday way I'm talking about verbalize your thanks to him open up your mouth let God know just how you feel about him and also guess what don't hold it to yourself let others know about the goodness of God as well. Because think about it. We can all count our blessings and let God know simply because of that, that you see what he does and that you experience it in your life, what he is doing, and you know the impact of it as well. So what we should do, we should make sure that we take the opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth tonight. Greet him with some gladness, whether it's in your comings and your goings tonight. Always give God that response that is always fitting for the ultimate king. Because we need to give him the glory for he is magnificent and he is 
is the wonder, like the Bible says he is. In the book of Psalms, chapter 67, verse 3, the ESV version, English Standard Version, it says, let the people praise you. Oh God, let all the peoples praise you. So the second point is this, is that let him lead you as well. Show your love, show your trust in God by allowing God to take control of your life like he's supposed to. Just be willing, just be willing to surrender, just be willing to accept his wisdom, just be willing to get the knowledge, get the understanding, do the application process step of it as well. Just having that mindset of knowing that God is always well able to be the conductor, to be the leader of your life. Letting him do what he intended to do for our lives in the first place. And we refuse and we resist trying to do things on our own. That's where we should be at. We should be at a mindset where we're now want to shift from that. We tried it our way and now we want God to be in front now. Now we want to follow him and we want to stop trying to take charge in so many things, but let him operate in a position that he's always had. And now we just need to refocus and get him back to that place. So remember tonight, part of the process of giving him the honor and respect is to let God lead you like he's supposed to. And then the last thing is this, is that let's make sure that we make real sincere attempts to try to live for his sake and not just our own. Let's get our selfishness out of the way and let's be selfless and let's allow our living and our way of being to be about God and not so much about all the things that we want to do all the time. Not our will, right? But let his will be done. So our mentality to really say, I want to express the love that should be driven by trying our very best to now live for him. And then saying, you know what? I want to commit myself for real to really fully do this. And I want to implement consistent prayer life. I want to make sure I'm reading his word. So I'm getting the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of it. And I also want to carry myself in a manner that is going to be a good representation of him. So in the times that we happen to fall short, because it happens, right? We're human beings. We get that. But we also want to make sure that we get right with him again, right? And how do we go about that? We want to make sure that we repent and we want to make sure that we get the relationship back to its proper form and manner again. And we don't want to delay that step as well, because we want to make sure that our lifestyle should show that we are really transformed so that there is now visible signs that we are showing outwardly and openly about the Christian character that we have. We don't want to just say who we are. We want to make sure that we be it and we want to live it so that others can see it. And then we can be a witness and then we can draw others to back to God and we'll let God do his thing and do the rest. And then we have done the great work that we're supposed to do. So as I wrap up these words of encouragement tonight, in conclusion, you know, the goal tonight is to get closer to God, to not just receive his love, but to really give it back to him too, right? Just like David took the opportunity to do that, to really give the Lord what he truly deserves tonight. And also, you know what? Building that relationship with him. Look at how David and God relationship was. Now, David is not going to express that admiration at that high degree, at that high level, if he didn't have that great love for God, right? So we want to build that relationship and we want to make sure that it supersedes any human relationship that we have on earth, right? We want to make sure that God is the priority of our lives. We want to make him the one that we seek first. You know, a lot of times we want to run to this person, that person, because we got a best friend or this or that, and we think they're the person that we're supposed to go to first. But we want to make sure that God understands that he's first. So we're going to seek him first. We're going to depend on him fully where we can be totally vulnerable to him as well. So we don't have to worry about God talking about our business and spreading it and, and gossiping and doing all that stuff because God ensures us that we can trust him totally and entirely in our lives. And just to be able to really see how great his love is and just how fortunate as well we are to just be the great recipients of it as well. So take that time tonight before you rest for the evening to just say, you know what? I'm going to take the opportunity to extend thanks. I'm going to get to my private place. I'm going to make sure there's not any interruptions. Yeah, turn your cell phone volume down. Turn, turn the ringer down. Flip it on the other side. Push the power button. Turn it off so you don't even see the screen 
screen, the light illuminating to distract. Just take the opportunity to say, you know what? Now is the time I'm going to give my thanks. Now is the time I'm going to express my sincere appreciation. And I'm going to spend some real genuine, valuable time with the one that always keeps me. The one that always has been there throughout my entire life. And it's a great time to really say, you know what? I'm going to invest in the relationship because I'm going to pour out my heart to God, just like he always gives to me over and over and over again. So if that means I have to be vulnerable at times, I'm going to be that way. I'm going to be open and I'm going to release that love and I want to give it to God and God surely always gives it to me. And there has never been anyone so worthy to get your total all than God. So tonight I want to encourage those out there, make it a priority to really deliver God all that you have packaged up in you and now start to unbox it. Now start to give him what you are. And then in return, you know, he's always going to bless you and he's going to make sure that you're good at all times. So that's our words of encouragement tonight. Once again, we came out of the book of Psalms chapter 63, verse three. I want to encourage those out there, jot these scriptures down and make sure, you know, you add them to your memory bank and just read them over and over again so you can get the fullness and thorough understanding of what it is. And just put yourself in place of David for him to even be at this place, this mindset of really be able to extend that great love and appreciation to God. And once again, it says this, I'm going to read the new King James version, Psalm 63, three. It says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So that's where we should be at. And as I mentioned, just think about the situation and the predicament that David was in. Despite that, he still kept his eyes on God. He still knew who his great source was, and he never, ever doubted that he would come through for him. And if you read along, you'll see the victory that David had throughout his tenure, and God was there to be the one support him and be the aid for him every single step of the way. So hey, that's going to do it for me tonight. Once again, I'm Derek May. Thank you for listening to my segment. At this time, we're going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show, but we're going to transition to our next segment of the evening, The Culture Companion with Tiffany Joyner. Great topic on the other side. You've been listening to the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio, and we'll be right back in a few moments. You're looking for a way to gain exposure and ignite your brand while supporting programming that aims to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform. The Primetime Power Show offers advertising opportunities that range from audio commercials, web banner ads, show mentions, social media promotion, and much more. To learn more about the advertising offerings, go to PrimetimePowerShow.com and click the advertise link to access the page with all the details. You can also send your inquiry to advertise at PrimetimePowerShow.com as well. We even offer custom packages that can work for you. Consider teaming up with the Primetime Power Show by advertising today. Primetime Power Show is an online radio show that is broadcast weekly on Primetime Power Radio. Streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com, PrimetimePowerRadio.com, the TuneIn, Radio Line, Radio Deck, and Cloud Radio apps, and posted on other online media outlets that support podcasts and on Mixcloud. The views and opinions expressed by the different radio hosts and guests that we broadcast are not necessarily views or opinions of the Primetime Power Show, although we allow the freedom of speech in sharing views and opinions. We are an internet and online media-only radio show. Therefore, we are not governed by the FCC or any other agencies, so we're are able to play music and discuss topics of our choosing. We respect and execute our programming accordingly and be mindful of others as our purpose is to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform. Please contact the Primetime Power Show via email at feedback at primetimepowershow.com or complete our contact form on primetimepowershow.com with any questions that you may have. Visit our official show website, primetimepowershow.com for information about our show. Thank you for your understanding and support.
And welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to transition to the next segment of the evening, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Joyner. So good evening. Good evening, everyone. So tonight on the Primetime Power Show, my segment is knowing when the job is done. So what do I mean when I make the statement knowing when the job is done? Well, first of all, it can be perceived in a variety of ways. But my context is solely knowing when your time has run out at your place of employment. Again, knowing when the job is done. So what are the signs of knowing when the job is done? Well, what I've done is I've composed a list of six signs that for not only me, but maybe you or, you know, anyone out there can detect of when they know when that job is done, when that that stretch of time um, at any particular place of employment has completed or the cycle is done. The first one I wanted to look at is one, there is nothing more to gather from the experience. And what can be said is in that that is that many will argue that there is always something that can be gathered from any encounter on any job. And there is. But within that, there are some things that will distinguish an encounter filled with potential and growth versus one of stagnation. The second thing or the second sign is when the joys of the position become fewer and fewer. And what that means is it takes more for you to get motivated to do tasks that once were fulfilling and meaningful, and now they appear as busy work or burdensome. The third sign of knowing when the job is done is when little to no opportunities exist for growth within that job or the organization. It really becomes frustrating for people to go above and beyond in their positions with no hope of moving beyond their current position, meaning there's no promotions or available positions to increase their earning potential. Number four, staff meetings become hour-long gripe sessions and filled with complaints of where the company or organization is failing. And I've often had to sit in on these and um, they're they're really tiring. They, you know, they're monotonous because it, usually it's the same people saying the same things. And people feel that um, the solutions offered in the past have fallen on deaf ears with no attempts to change the current systems in place. And through this, this breeds discouragement and resentment as it only makes the daily tasks more challenging to complete. Employees feel like they're set up for failure. The fifth one is that employee incentives and raises are minuscule and don't meet the cost of living expenses. And oftentimes when this happens, this forces employees to seek out additional employment to supplement their income. And through this, you now have an employee that is tired and worn down because they're weighted down with the, you know, with, with additional jobs, with additional, um, task and things to do. I remember um, for four years, I worked part-time at a library. And although I love that position, although it was gratifying, I enjoyed working with the children. The employees there were wonderful. It involved me driving a half an hour across town after I completed my first job. And then also a half an hour back home. And then there were stressors and things at that job that I had to deal with in addition to my full-time job. So again, when I had to report to my full-time job the next day, it was all, you know, it was oftentimes weighted down. I was tired. I was maybe, you know, starting to get a little burnt out because again, I had two positions. One was an additional one, again, trying to make ends meet and meet the cost of living expenses. Six, the sixth sign when knowing when the job is done is upper management does not make a concerted effort to change morale. And what that means is through high staff turnover, upper management does not 
not make it a point to reach out to its employees to find out why this is happening. They just allow the cycle to occur. They know that at particular times of year of the year that employees tend to put in their resignation or seek other um, employment elsewhere. And what happens is this upper management, they continue to press ahead and rally behind those who appear faithful. Whereas in reality, those people that are staying behind, they are just waiting for the right door to open so they too can make their escape. And although I work in education, I know that these issues don't solely exist just within our schools and within institutions of higher learning. It plagues the corporate sector as well. So when I come back from break, I will talk about what happens once you know when the job is done and what the next possible steps are. And we'll be right back on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. Primetime Power Show is available on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out content that features exclusive guest interviews, full shows, segments, our support offerings, and much more. To find us, just go to YouTube.com and search for Primetime Power Show or visit PrimetimePowerShow.com and click on the YouTube social media badge to go directly to the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and show your support for the Primetime Power Show. We appreciate your listenership and patronage. You are now listening to the Primetime Power Show featured on the TuneIn, RadioLine, and RadioDeck apps. Also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com and PrimetimePowerRadio.com featuring talk, inspirational music, and more right here on Primetime Power Radio. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to resume with the segment, The Coaching Companion with Tiffany Joyner. Okay, so we're back. And so what we want to talk about in this portion of the show is once you know when the job is done, what are the next possible steps? So there are two things that can happen, two scenarios here. You can make the choice to leave when you know the job is done, or you can attempt to resolve the work conditions. So we're going to look at both of those. So the first one is making that choice just to leave because again you know that for whatever reason or you feel that this job is done the first thing is making that choice and making that choice to leave the first one giving appropriate notice and most of us know what that means that means just regardless of your feelings regardless of how you feel about the position be a person of integrity and give sufficient notice and in most scenarios what that means is giving two weeks standard notice amount of time to that employer letting them know that you are resigning from the position Again, be a person of integrity, even on your way out. The second option or the second choice when you're making that choice to leave is completing your work responsibilities to the fullest. Remember, you're still employed by this organization. And this needs to happen for several reasons. Again, being a person of integrity comes into play and you're not going to leave unfinished business. And But remember, the person who replaces you will likely have to pick up where you left off. So is it really fair and just that you have that 
they have to come into a new position to tie up loose ends that you left. So by slacking off, you punish them as well. And they have had nothing to do with your experience and maybe your, you know, your feelings toward that position, which may have soured for whatever reason. And I've been victim to this. Uh, and it certainly is not the way any new employee wants to start a new experience. It sours it. Um, I remember several years ago when um, I was in residence life working for a small college, I replaced someone who left on bad terms, who was at odds with my new supervisor. And there were a lot of things that were left undone. And, um, you know, I had, I was responsible for cleaning those things up. And um, it just really sort of left a bad taste in my mouth because it told me several things. It told me that, you know, she left on bad terms, that there was some issue between her and my supervisor. It told me on some level that my supervisor had no real control over the situation and in a way allowed this to happen. And this kind of made me think about my supervisor in a way that maybe I shouldn't have initially walking into that position. I began to look at her in maybe a more critical eye. And as I mentioned, this is not the way we want to start a new position. We want it to be fresh. We want the experiences to be new. We want to walk in exuberant, excited. And walking in there, I could feel the tension. I could feel the negativity of what that previous person had left behind. And I had to do a job of building up morale because also, too, the students felt that negativity. The students that were returning the following year, they felt the negativity of the previous person. She had left that that whole spirit of just, you know, I'm dropping the job and let the chips fall where they may. So again, complete your work responsibilities to the fullest if you make that choice to leave. Don't leave any loose ends for the next person to tie up. The third thing in making that choice to leave is, if possible, request an exit interview. And what's the purpose of this? You're figuring, well, I'm leaving. Why do I need to do this? Well, during this time, what it does for you, it gives you an opportunity to offer tactful and honest feedback regarding your experiences and the reason for you leaving, the reason for you making the choice to go elsewhere. And hopefully by doing this, this will afford the employer to look inward and critically examine their leadership, the morale, and the expectations set. And hopefully this will initiate change within the organization. The second scenario I'd like to look at. So first we looked at if you're making that choice to leave when you know the job is done. The second scenario I'd like to look at is, as I mentioned, if you're going to make an attempt to resolve work conditions, even though you may feel like the job is done, maybe there's that last string of hope of maybe some reconciliation or resolving the situation. And maybe, and maybe you know, the work isn't done. Maybe you can move beyond what is going on. You can move beyond some of your the issues or concerns you may have. But remember, the key word in this is attempt, because as we know, attempts are not always successful. So in moving with this option, you still still eventually may have to leave. So let's look at four areas here in making an attempt to resolve work conditions. Even though you may still feel that the job is done, again, you may want to attempt to resolve something within that. So the first thing you can do is speak with your immediate supervisor about your ongoing concerns. And in that, you're going to be candid, but respect. You're going to be honest, 
but tactful, okay? Make sure your tone is non-confrontational. That is key because this is purely a conversation to be heard. And it's not a situation where you want to make, remember, that's still your supervisor. You don't want to make them get on the defense because this is a conversation. And remember also that that supervisor is often the gateway to the people that are responsible for initiating, promoting change that you may desire. The second thing in your attempt to resolve the work conditions is offer possible solutions to your concerns. Don't just come to the meeting with complaints, okay? We already know those exist everywhere. Show them that you've had the opportunity to think about the issues and dissect them appropriately. And then the third thing in making an attempt to resolve work conditions is listen, listen, be open to hear what they have to say. Regardless of whether the response is helpful to your plight, whether you agree with it, give them that respect that they initially gave to you when you came to the table to offer a resolution. The fourth thing is set an internal timeline. And what this means is once you both have, have had the opportunity to talk, make it a point to follow up to see if or any progress toward a solution is going to take place. And that can be, when I say um, setting an internal timeline, that can be two weeks, that can be a month, that can be six months, whatever that timeline is in your mind that you feel is um, a suitable amount of time in which they can possibly speak to someone in corporate or someone higher up to possibly implement change, whatever you foresee that to be, or maybe get them to commit, have them say, you know what, um, we can, I can bring this to so-and-so corporate person and we can meet together in three weeks. Either give them the opportunity to commit to that timeline or you can set your own. So after all of this, once you've both had that opportunity to talk and you've made it a point to follow up to see if or any progress toward a solution takes place, if yes, um, if solutions take place, you count it as a victory. And then from there, you can decide how you will navigate in this workplace moving forward. So now maybe you won't have to necessarily move. Maybe the job is not done because you've worked through these barriers. You've worked through the concerns. However, if the response is no, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be any change, then you may have to reconsider your options and begin planning your exit. So in conclusion, the whole concept of knowing when the job is done is not an easy determination because it really varies from person to person. It all depends on your tolerance for certain behaviors and environment. And ultimately, we all need to be in a place where we feel valued. And if that ever comes into question, we need to truthfully not only look at our employers, but we also need to look inward as well, because sometimes we may be the primary cause of some of the concerns, or they may be um, brought on by things that we've done. So it's not always looking at someone else, the employer. Sometimes we have to look inward as well. So Derek, um, I'm sure you've been in a situation like this or, or encountered it with maybe another person, um, knowing when the job is done. For you, what, for you, what is the primary thing or the scenario or situation where in your mind you're like, oh, the job is done. It's time for me to um, look at my options and maybe consider moving elsewhere. What is that that thing for you? A couple of things. It just depends on the person. You definitely want to grow professionally, but I think depending on where you are in your life, you definitely want to increase your salary and what you earn. And if you're looking at your personal life and you're assessing it and you're looking at what your means are and where you at at the current state, it doesn't equal up to what you need or what you would like to be at. But also if you feel like, you know, you've accomplished enough, you establish yourself enough, you have dedicated yourself enough to a position 
or you may have gotten some promises by the supervisor manager indicating that you will be in line for a promotion and then if you wait an adequate amount of time and, and you don't receive it then you know all of a sudden you're going to start to realize that maybe what they're projecting and stating to me wasn't really accurate and now I have to take the opportunity to either look within the company if there's a role where you can level up or you just look outside and say let me see what else is out there because if I feel like this is what my value is then I want to make sure I take advantage of anything that I can get in into and get to that place and you know that's an individual decision or like you said it, it may be just poor morale or just the workplace is just not a suitable place that you want to be a part of so there's a lot of things to consider I know I've considered things just or even just working with people as potential partners you want to make sure that you're putting yourself in the most advantageous position so you'll be able to maximize not only you know from a financial aspect but you want to make sure that the working relationship is going to be well and it's going to be healthy and it's going to have a nice flow to it so those things that you have to consider and you know like like you said it could be on either side it can be from the employer or the employee but you know it's it's a thin line because I feel like regardless of what you do you still have to understand that you're all adults and that yeah. that has to be understood and there are some moments and there are some times where I think that becomes a little bit blurred and you know especially ones are in a higher position and maybe you're the employee they're the employer you're just on the team and they're the manager and they may not remember that okay I know I work for you but you know you don't own me you know at the end of the day I give you my eight hours or whatever the duration of your schedule is but then my life gets back to me and, and what I'm trying to do and lately you know and, and as we've seen in the past two years with the yeah. pandemic it really shifted uh, from working from the office to working from home but it also gave a lot of people a realization of what their worth is and what's really important and to have better balance so and I think this was the first time that I believe employers really had to look at that and really had to consider that because of the dynamic and such a sudden and drastic shift now they had to recognize you know what people are more than just what they do for me you know they yeah. have families they have responsibilities they have their own passions and and things that they want to pursue so there's a lot to you know unpack with that but I think at the end of the day you do always have to be a professional you do always have to extend the respect that you want to receive and you always want to put yourself in a position where even if you're departing you want to make sure that you're leaving things in a good state where wherever you move forward in you want to make sure that wherever you left you'll be able to get a good endorsement and hopefully with those that speak the truth so unfortunately you know the evil men can rise up sometime and people allow their emotions to get the best of us and they do and and that's the um difficult part about working in an environment working with individuals where you're not seeing eye to eye they don't have your best intentions and now they're making you feel like you're in a position that you never know when wh whatever you think you have is stable can become quickly unstable so it's a lot to it's a lot to consider i know me personally i always look at myself and evaluate you know where i am and what i do and what i offer and, and what i give and also i have a level of expectation as well I, I don't just let my employer off the hook that easy where i'm saying you know i'm doing the job i'm doing it well i'm probably exceeding expectations i'm well liked among my peers and i'm i'm doing all the things right i you know i'm checking all the boxes as they say so at some point 
you got to look at it and say, well, I have value too. And I want to make sure that's being considered, whether it is at the end of the year where you're doing a performance evaluation, you want to make sure that the other side understands what you offer. And in most cases, you know, they do acknowledge it, but there are some people in some cases they take you for granted and yes. they don't really show you how, you know, valuable and how big of a contributor you are. So I can understand how the human emotion would come to play because a lot of us, we're not asking for the work. In most cases, we just want to make sure that we're getting equal value and we're getting a return as much as we give off. So that's my thoughts on it. Yes, yes. And I agree with that. And then, you know, unfortunately, too, we have the whole color factor that comes into play where oftentimes we're wondering, you know, am I not getting this because of the color of my skin? Because if I'm going above and beyond, what is preventing them from giving me that cost of living raise? What is getting in the way? Is it, you know, like, like I said, the color factor, does that, you know, tend to come into play? sometimes? Is this something that we often think about too, when we're thinking about growth and moving upward? I know. You know? Yeah. And, th and those are factors. And, if, you know, if people see you as a minority or, or even with women now, you know, if they're, if they're doing the job as well, even better. And, you know, if the position pays a salary, then should be equal across the board. And, you know, those are the, the constant things that exist that still people are fighting for to this day. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, there's a lot to be explored in this, but um, I just really thank you for your opinion in that. And hopefully when we, we know when the job is done, um, we can move on and move on to be bigger and better things when we know it's done. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the greatest thing that you can do for yourself is to understand where you are, what you expect and what you believe you deserve and be honest about it in your assessment and then be proactive and making the move and taking the risks and taking a chance and getting yourself into the, you know, the best uh, position that you can get yourself in. And, you know, sometimes that that's going to say, I got to take a chance and I'm not totally sure if I'm going to elevate where I am right now. But if I feel in my heart, that's where I need to, to see it through. Then you got to take that leap of faith. Amen. Thank you for sharing, Derek. I appreciate that. And thank you everyone out there for listening um, to my segment tonight, knowing when the job is done. Thank you, Derek. Thanks so much, Tiffany. Appreciate your great contribution. What we're going to do at this time, we're going to take a break on the primetime power show coming up next, our next segment from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams. That's what's coming up. You're listening to the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. Public service information message from Tabor Services Incorporated. Myths on becoming a resource parent, also known as a foster parent. I get paid to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not get paid to be a resource parent in the state of Pennsylvania. However, the child in your home receives a per diem check to ensure that all needs are met. I have to be married to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to be married. However, if you reside with a paramour in the home, they must complete the certification process with you. I have to own my own home to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to own a home to be a resource parent. However, you do have to be head of household with legal proof of residency. To learn more about Tabor Services Incorporated, you can call their Philadelphia PA office at 215-842-4800. That's 215-842-4800. You can also visit their website at tabor.org.
and welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to transition to the next segment of the evening from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams. Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to be here today, and thank you for tuning in to the Primetime Power Show. And this is Dr. Christina Williams from a woman's perspective. So I want to excuse my voice. I have really bad allergies. However, I thought it was very important that I got on and talked about the topic today. So the topic this evening is, did you vote on your legislative branch? And so I worked on the polls this week on Tuesday, and it was very disheartening to see that the numbers were so low, especially after um, quite a few programs on what the legislative body is and to um, let you know how important the legislative branch of government is out of all the other ones, out of the executive, the judicial, and the legislative branch, the legislative branch is the most important. And I'm going to review with you why it is so important so that in November, if you are registered in November, it is imperative that you show up at the polls. You should be lined up around the corner because it is very, very, very important and it can change your life, your lifestyle and the way that you do things or the way that you are existing in the world today. So it is very important to understand that the legislative body is the body of the government that makes decisions on your life. They make decisions whether you get social security, they make decisions on whether you go to war, it makes decisions on whether the gas prices are going to be up. It makes the decisions on whether you could have an abortion. It is the branch of government that can override the president's decision. It is the branch of government that controls what happens in the United States. And so when saying that, I think that you could understand why it is so important that we vote for whoever we want to vote for because it is going to change your life either for the better or for the worse. And so when we get into the midterms in November, my prayer is that um, people of color will understand how important this election is. It is more important than the president's election. It is more important than the judicial election. We got African-American female on the, or the court, the Supreme Court, which has never happened before. But the Senate, the one that's the legislative branch, was trying very hard not to have her to get on in that position. However, because one certain party has the strength to vote, then she made it. But if, in fact, that party was not the majority party, it would not have happened. And so it's important that you understand that, you know, I hear people say, President of the United States didn't do this. What is Biden doing about this? What did Trump do about that? And why is this? Well, it doesn't run on that. The president of the United States represents the United States. The Senate can control the things for the United States and control the president's decisions on doing things. The president can agree with something. They don't make laws. The presidents don't make laws. The legislative branch of government makes laws. And I know you see that the House of Representatives, I know you understand about the Senate, but you don't understand 
understand the power that these have. The Senate has more power even than the House of Representatives because they can override whatever it is that the House of Representatives and the president want. So you need to understand that you need to be there to vote on a senator that will be able to represent your views the way that you want them to be represented. Because other than that, there is a great possibility that the things that you are comfortable with today, you will not be comfortable with if you have the wrong person in seat that doesn't represent what it is that you want in life. For instance, you might be comfortable in the way you're living now. You might be comfortable in the uh, the thing, the school that your children goes to and the, the curriculums that are in the schools and the monies that, that go there. Well, the Senate can say, well, guess what? That is not the way it needs to be. And we're not going to teach that in the United States because of this reason, that reason, or whatever the reason is. And the vote goes from the majority. Majority. So if the majority of the Senate decides that they don't want it to be a part of the United States curriculum, guess what? It doesn't happen. So I was very concerned and I was very worried the fact that we, uh, the minorities, or I don't even want to say, yeah, the minorities or the people of color did not show up. And when you don't show up, it says that you just don't care. You'll accept anything that's given to you. And that's what you'll have to do, except whatever it is that is given to you, you can mark, you can jump up and down, you can write on the street. The issue is that it will remain the same, not unless the Senate votes to change it. So my prayer is, is that we will take it a lot more serious to vote in November in the midterm. To understand the fact that your children's life and your children's children's life depend on it. It depends on you being there. So if this sounds like a plea, it is. If you haven't done anything else, you really need to vote in November. And those of you that have children that were tur had turned 18, to encourage them to vote. Go to vote, vote with them. Learn about what it is, that what, what is on the table in terms of what you would like to see and how you would like to see the world. You need to understand that the gas prices are up. You want to blame Biden, but I'm blaming you because you did not vote on a senator that wanted to have the same things that you had. And so because of that, we are in the situations that we are in. So it's not the Senate's fault. It's not the president of the United States' fault. It's not the House of Representatives' fault. It's not your judge's fault. And it definitely isn't the president, your governor, or your mayor's fault. It is your fault because you did not vote. And so now you don't want to accept what's given to you. Guess what? You have no choice. You have to accept exactly what it is that is given to you if you do not exercise your right to vote. So we went through, why should we vote? And we should vote because every vote counts. And that was very obvious from the last um, the last group of people that we had in the uh, in the White House and in the Senate and in the House of Representatives. So what, whoever is elected into office will have an impact on your life. So you can say they're not going to change. I know one of my neighbors said they will never, ever do anything with Social Security. I will always get Social Security. Well, not necessarily. And so we need to understand why. And do they have power to revoke the whole privilege of Social Security? So... And they do, whether you want to believe it or not.
And so uh, why should you care about the primary? Because the primary that we just did gave you the opportunity to choose someone to represent you to run against another person. And so um, if that did not happen, if you did not vote, then you have to deal with whoever it is that everyone else voted for. And so it is a definitely a right and a privilege to have the, the opportunity to vote. And we need to exercise that. So I wanted you to know that this election is important, was important and is important because the governor and two Senate seats are open, what meaning there are no incumbents running, which means there's no one there that could automatically take it. That means that somebody has to go in there and your vote is the vote that will put that person in there. So it is important that you uh, make sure that if you did not vote in the primary, that uh, whatever the rules are, that you can be get registered and be registered to be able to vote. And if you are not registered, call your commissioner's office and find out how you can get registered and what that means for you. You'll feel so much better, I just guarantee you. Now, there are different ways to vote, of course. You know, you have the uh, the ballot, you have a mail-in, uh, you have absentee, and then you can go to the polling place, of course, and vote for who it is, and you'll be able to see all of those ways of voting. You'll get, be able to see who it is that is running. So every state has two seats in the U.S. Senate. And so because of that, we need to, and what they do is they pass legislation. They make laws. They pass legislation means that they pass on what you can do and what you could not do, what is offered to you and what is not offered to you. They confirm or reject the president's nominations for the justice of the Supreme Court. And we just saw that. And if you didn't pay attention to that, then you are really lost in terms of the importance of voting. They also rule in federal judges and cabinet officers and more. So the Senate term is six years. There are 34 of the 100 seats that are up right now for grads. And believe me, there are people up there definitely trying. There are 14 currently Democrats and 21 Republicans. So we have to be really diligent about making sure that we vote for who it is that we want. Because once they're in there, if you know about the impeachment process, you know that that's not going to happen. And that will be there. They will be there for their full term and can cause quite a havoc. So in saying all of that, I just wanted to say that this race is important because almost seven years, the balance of power in Harrisburg has been divided between a Republican-controlled General Assembly and a Democratic governor. So it made it really, really hard for our governor to get anything passed. So this time, we had one person that ran for the governor, and that was Joshua Shapiro, because the governor before Shapiro uh, did not want to run again. So therefore, he was the only one that's running uh, for the midterms. So you have the U.S. House of Representatives, which is 435 members, and six non-voting members. The House has two chambers, along with the Senate. They form the U.S. Congress. The House Speaker is third in line behind the, the president and the vice president. So you need to make sure that you understand who it is that is the House Speaker. And, you know, we have Miss Pelosi that is the House Speaker now that is was very uh, vocal about 
her stance on things. However, things did not happen because the Senate decided that they were not going to happen. So we need to be real careful about that. So we know that the lieutenant governor, which is up, uh, is the second in command for the, the seat of the governor. And so just with that be said, I just want to and I just pray that the next election in November midterms that everyone is out there voting because if you do not vote, you accept whatever is handed down to you. So it's very, very important that we get that done uh, and we get that done uh, right away. So um, I'm going to take a break. And when I take a break and I come back, I'm going to wrap this up one or two lines to give you some encouragement about voting and November. And we'll be right back on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. And welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. At this time, we're going to resume with the segment from a woman's perspective with Dr. Christina Williams. Hey, guys, we're back. Um, And I'm quite sure that you know exactly what I've been talking about. And that is the legislative branch of the government and our voting and our non-participation of the voting process that is um, a privilege to be able to do. So I just want to leave you with a few things is that if you are confused or you don't understand what the process is, if you need some additional information, you can call your uh, county commissioner's office and they will be able to direct you or give you some information about it. If you need to get in contact with me, then make sure that you get in contact with the Primetime Power Show and I will surely uh, get back to you on whatever your question is. If I can get an answer for you. I would definitely get an answer for you. And I want you to make sure that you just read up on things, engage your children into the voting process so that it will be a smooth transition for them when they become 18 years old. We want a better America. We want to be able to live without coronavirus, without our gas rate going up, without being able to afford food because we're in the process right now that food prices are so high that some people are not able to purchase food to eat. They have to make a choice whether it is medicine or food because everything has gone up so high and gasoline prices are uh, are up high now over $4 and they will continue to rise. And so when you think about those things and those experiences, also if you would notice that the ozone layer is terrible if you suffer from allergies like me, you'll understand that that is not being taken care of either. And so we need to make sure that these people that are running for office have those best things in place for us as well as looking out for our senior population, their social security, the Medicare, um, and those type things. And the social security will match whatever it is that they cannot afford to pay. So with all that being said, I want to wish you a good night. I want to, um, to pray that you have a wonderful, prosperous week and that you will be here 
to talk to me next week on the Primetime Power Show and with Dr. Christina Williams on From a Woman's Perspective. I look forward to talking to you real soon. You have a great night. Thank you so much, Dr. Williams. What we're going to do at this time, we'll take a break on the Primetime Power Show. I'm going to come back on the other side just for a little while to have our final segment. We're going to talk about practical and spiritual tips for letting go of unhealthy attachments. That's what's coming up. We're going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. So I'm Derek May, and what we're going to do, I'm actually going to do the closing segment. I know typically I leave things off, but I'm also going to close the show tonight. And what I wanted to raise up is the topic of practical and spiritual tips for letting go of unhealthy attachments. And that's a very important thing that we have to recognize and understand and acknowledge. And also ask this question, do you find yourself attached to something that is unhealthy? And it could be a lot of things, right? It can be substance abuse. It can be a bad habit. It can be something in a relationship. And if you're in the midst of that, you probably feel frustrated about the whole experience. You probably feel confused with yourself as well as to why you keep doing the things that you're doing that really isn't good for you. And you probably want to start being free. You want to get away from the hold that it has on you. And you want to get to the place where you're now in a place of liberty. And now you're not tangled up by that thing any longer. So the question that may come to mind if you're in that position is, well, I I have the intention to want to do that, but how do I actually do that? So what we wanted to raise up tonight and just for a few minutes, wanted to talk about helpful ideas that can help you in the process of letting these things go that we're talking about tonight. But the first thing that you absolutely have to do, you have to make sure that you pay attention and you admit to it, right? Because that's one of the most important key things that has to come out of this. And it can be very easy if you think about it to ignore whatever it is that you'd rather get rid of. You want to just act like it don't exist. You want to function like it's not having some substantial impact in your life. And it may be so much in your face as well, the opposite of it, that you can't even ignore it anymore. It's an obvious issue. It's an obvious problem. But if you haven't already, you got to start admitting to yourself that you have this problem, that, that you have this ordeal, that you have this thing that you need to put some real firm action in to try to transform and to get this change. And in order to do this, you must also understand that you are not bad for having this problem. You know, a lot of us go through some things and some issues and some difficulties, and we've dealt with a lot of these things and you're not the only one. And and a lot of times we feel like we're by ourselves, but we're not. And other people deal with these type of things as well. So if you see that the issue says nothing at all about who you are, and it's really looking like a misrepresentation of really what you are as a person, but now you're in this temporary funk or in this state that has a stronghold on you and that attachment is now exuding the negative aspect about you as part of being a human being and it's not showing the good sides of you now is the time that you you're attentive of it you understand where you are now's the time that you admit okay i have this problem i have this issue with myself and don't get overwhelmed by self-blame 
but understand that the recognition is the first step to recovery and getting back to a better you. The second thing is this, is that try to understand why you got in that position in the first place. Why, why did you do it? And we have many different reasons why we do the things we do. Even the things we hate to do, there's a rhyme or reason to it, right? Even the things that we want to let go of, sometimes they have such a hold on us that they remain in our lives because something in us believed that we still wanted, that we still yearn for it. It still may be our coping mechanism. It still may be a dependency that we have, even though it's not a healthy one, but we always still want to do it. We want to divulge in it. So having that understanding of why we're doing it is important because if you have not let go of that attachment that has really had a hold on you, because part of you may believe that for some reason, somehow, some way that it helps you or you're better off with it. In other words, if you, if you hold on to the bad habits that I'm talking about, if you're trying to accomplish something, if you say your desires are getting met to get feelings of safety or some relief or some type of control satisfaction, or so you can just remain comfortable so it won't overwhelm you. But you got to understand the real reason why you do it and understand and know what it's going to do as far as having a positive or negative effect in your life. And then the next thing is this, you have to see that your desires are not being met. So of course you want, you may want to consider why you're not doing things in order to get yourself better insight in a better position, in a better place, having that greater understanding to be proactive, right? But it also serves another purpose as well. By seeing why you do what you do, you can now ask yourself, is this really favorable? Is this really working in my life? Is it really benefiting me or is it harming me as well? And are you getting what you're looking for at the end of the day? Or is it just a temporary thing to numb you from the real things that's going on in your life? So if you see that your desires are not even being met by even doing these things, these bad habits, these ways that we're talking about, that's not good for you and completely and rather partially absorb that truth, then you can see you don't really want to do it. You don't really need to do it and that it's just acting as a cover, as a shield to really try to deflect what the real thing is going on in your life. And it's only then when you get to that state, when you start to have a little bit better recognition that you'll be ready to start to say, I got to do some things to try to get this off of me, to let this thing go because I don't want it to hamper me any longer. I want to be able to move forward. I want to be progressive. I want to reestablish myself if we have stumbled and, and backslid a bit or we're down in the valley and we're trying to get back up to the mountaintop again. And you may be able to do little things to let go here and there because you know some of us when we got bad habits sometimes we can go a little small stint where we feel like we got control of it again it doesn't control us any longer but then we may find ourselves uh depending on if something escalates in our life or we get triggered in some way shape or form we may find ourselves wanting to go right back and resort right back to the things that we had before and it may be able to stay in a temporary state but we want to make sure that we have some staying power, making sure that we're not going to fall back into it again. We want to make sure that we resolve it completely. So some of the things you can ask yourself a question like, what is the negative attachment? What is it really doing for me? And chances are that rather than making you feel safe and joyful like you think it is, that is making you feel more tired, is making you feel anxious, it's still you're still unhappy about yourself and you're still unable really to live your life in full because it's such a hindrance to you. And while you may want to control it, this has habit, this thing is now really taking you out of control and making you live in hardship rather than having the peace that you deserve to have. So you may want more 
better experiences in your life. You make more things that come your way that's normal. But this relationship with this habit, now it's making you feel like you're still in love. And if you're being honest with yourself, you know that being in this state is not changing anything. So it may provide that temporary relief. Like I said, it may be a coping mechanism. But however, you got to think about the effects. They're still going to be very unpleasant. They're still, they're not going to last long. It's a temporary thing. It's a surface relief. And more times than not, that's not going to be enough because remember it's only going to provide a temporary comforting feeling and it's never really going to feel totally comfortable to you so because of that it only usually helps you to a small degree you think it does and it's mixed with still having some discouragement about where you are you're still going to feel shameful because a lot of times in no bad habits you're hiding them from the rest of the world let's be honest um you're still going to have some type of anxiety and there's still going to be some emptiness there as well so think about this so does the thing that satisfies your desires for care safety and joy does it is it really doing that but as you can see that even when you indulge in those things, it's not going to really meet the needs like you think it is. And we may believe it. We may accept it like we think it is. But there's no changing the truth of how this attachment, how this unhealthy habit is affecting your life. So first thing we got to understand, accept that this is the way it is. This is the reality of it. This is what it's really doing and not what we're trying to con ourselves to think that it's doing. And to say, you know what? Now's the day. I'm not going to have any more excuses. I'm not going to rationalize anymore. I'm not going to bargain with it. I'm not going to accept anything that's mediocre and, and beneath me. But it's not the thing that I need to get into to try to find some answers or to try to make myself feel better. And then another thing is this, is that shift the focus to caring for yourself now. So as much as you tend to focus on your problems all the time, and we know all of us got some stuff that we deal with, whether it's addiction in itself, it's not about that. It's about you at the end of the day. And it's about your well-being. It's about where you want to be in your life. So this is an opportunity. Once you're at a strength place, at a level where you made a conscientious decision to say, I'm going to take the opportunity to ask myself how I'm doing and where I am and what I can do now to make myself feel better. Because sometimes what we need to do is look in the mirror, right? We first need to say, hey, I need to start accepting myself as I am and where I am. And I also want to make sure that I put myself in a place where I want to get to. So once you begin to do that and you know that you are worthy of a healthy and better and more established life, you can then say, you know what? I feel empowered. I want to take the opportunity to move in that direction and I want to learn or seek the help or seek the assistance and I'm going to take it step by step. The key here is you got to make yourself a priority. Even if it's a new thing for you, even if you're somewhat uh, afraid, you have a little fear, go forth with courage, begin to start investigating what it means to be good to yourself again, to be kind, to look for ways to attend to your well-being, to better yourself, to get to the atmosphere and get with the right affiliations and things that's going to be better for you. And then then you can show yourself the love that maybe you have wanting to find for so long, but you allowed yourself to get too involved in the bad habit and it started begin to take over you. So when you change the bad habit, when you begin to shift and go back to the way that you were, the better state and the better side I'm referring to, you got to fully understand and remember that you are truly valuable, 
always keep that in the forefront and that everything that you're doing to get back to the state and to the status of where you want to be is worth letting go of the negative things that have been anchoring you and holding you down. And it's been difficult for you to love yourself. Think about the, the things that weren't beneficial when you were in that position. It's been difficult for you to treat yourself with the respect and the decency that you deserve. And then understanding that it's time to now to be free from all the lies and all the things that are not good for you because you got to understand that you are valuable, you're precious, and that you are one of a kind and that your effort to care for yourself and do the things that you can do to better yourself, that's going to be the motivating factors along with any support that you need to get you to the place where these unhealthy attachments are no longer robbing you for your best life, for your peace, for your happiness, for your joy. So those are some of the things that I wanted to share. Hopefully those are things that you can think about. Hopefully for those out there that are struggling with some bad habits and some unhealthy attachments that have allowed you to really lose yourself and get you in a place that may be somewhat unrecognizable. Take this motivation message tonight. Think about some of the things that I said, and maybe this can be the first initial step now. It's a process now. I'm not saying it's going to happen instantaneously, but part of change and transformation means that you got to take the steps, you got to do the work, and you got to do the processes. So I hope, and I encourage those out there to take a heed and understanding this, and I hope someone out there, this was helpful to you. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a final break on the Primetime Power Show, and we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening to us, and we'll be right back in a few moments. Primetime Power Show is available on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out content that features exclusive guest interviews, full shows, segments, our support offerings, and much more. To find us, just go to YouTube.com and search for Primetime Power Show or visit PrimetimePowerShow.com and click on the YouTube social media badge to go directly to the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and show your support for the Primetime Power Show. We appreciate your listenership and patronage. Primetime Power Radio offers talk, inspirational music, and more. Are you looking for a platform to share your content? Consider Primetime Power Radio as an option for radio shows and recorded media to share, such as podcasts and more. Primetime Power Radio has slots available to choose from to secure the best day and time and offers you an extended audience to give you the exposure and avenue to be heard. Primetime Power Radio is available on many platforms such as TuneIn, RadioLine, RadioDeck, and Deezer apps. Just simply search for Primetime Power Radio and we're ready to be listened to. The radio station also streams on Primetime PowerRadio.com. Advertising options are also available that you can take advantage of. Learn more about Primetime Power Radio at PrimetimePowerRadio.com or email your inquiry to info at PrimetimePowerRadio.com. Primetime Power Radio, radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. The Primetime Power Show can be heard on many different platforms via podcasts such as Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many platforms that support the podcast feature. Just search for Primetime Power Show, add us as a favorite, and you'll receive a notification each and every time that the Primetime Power Show adds new content via podcast. So check out the Primetime Power Show via podcast today.
Yale Insurance Group specializes in health and life insurance services that cater to meeting your needs. Yale Insurance Group provides expert services and health insurance assistance such as Medicare education, medical advantage plans, Medicare supplement plans, prescription drug plans, dental and vision, group health insurance, and the Affordable Care Act. Yale Insurance Group LLC also delivers professional services and life insurance assistance such as final expense, term life, whole life, universal life, and variable universal. Interested in getting the help you need right now? For more information, call Sharita Odoms at 1-844-585-THEO. Once again, that's 1-844-585-THEO or 1-844-585-8436. 1-844-585-8436. The O Insurance Group LLC. Health and life insurance done with you in mind as we change one life one day at a time. Public service information message from Tabor Services Incorporated. Myths on becoming a resource parent, also known as a foster parent. I get paid to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not get paid to be a resource parent in the state of Pennsylvania. However, the child in your home receives a per diem check to ensure that all needs are met. I have to be married to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to be married. However, if you reside with a paramour in the home, they must complete the certification process with you. I have to own my own home to be a resource parent. This is a myth. You do not have to own a home to be a resource parent. However, you do have to be head of household with legal proof of residency. To learn more about Tabor Services Incorporated, you can call their Philadelphia PA office at 215-842-4800. That's 215-842-4800. You can also visit their website at tabor.org. Are you looking for a way to gain exposure and ignite your brand while supporting programming that aims to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform? The Primetime Power Show offers advertising opportunities that range from audio commercials, web banner ads, show mentions, social media promotion, and much more. To learn more about the advertising offerings, go to PrimetimePowerShow.com and click the advertise link to access the page with all the details. You can also send your inquiry to advertise at PrimetimePowerShow.com as well. We even offer custom packages that can work for you. Consider teaming up with the Primetime Power show by advertising today. Is it time for you to bring in technical support to assist in what you're trying to accomplish? Are you in the need of professional services that support web, computer, and business services? Maywork since 2000 has offered a variety of help and assistance that can partner with you to bring what you possess to full form. Need a professional website with ongoing maintenance support? Yes, we can do that. Do you have a business that needs proper branding and exposure on social media? Do you have related issues dealing with computers and technology in general? Find a true solution to all your issues and let the Maywork's team become the service provider of choice to assist in your IT and business related needs. Learn more about MeWorks by visiting our website, MeWorks.com, or give us a call at 484-466-5460. We're also available on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. MeWorks, working for your success.
Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show right here live on Primetime Power Radio. Well, thank you for being a part of the broadcast tonight, show 381. Just want to remind you, next Thursday night, right here live on Primetime Power Radio, want to extend the invitation, May 26, 2022, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us for show 382 of the Primetime Power Show. We're going to be right back with some new content and great information and more. So once again, we'll be right back Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, show 382 right here live on Primetime Power Radio. Radio. Want to give thanks to our supporters again, the O Insurance Group LLC. They offer great services for all your health and life insurance needs. Give the O Insurance Group a call at 844-585-8436. The number again is 844-585-8436. Also want to give thanks to Taper Services Incorporated. They offer support services that assist children and families preparing for parenthood, engaging in the community, and assist individuals who are interested in being a resource foster parent. Please reach out to Tabor. Go to Tabor. Org for all the information in regards to their services. Once again, their website is Tabor.org. You can also call their field off your office at 215-842-4800. The number is 215-842-4800. And you can reach out to TCS recruiters, Sharon Williams and Dana Wallace, and they'll be happy to assist you in regards to those great services. Also, the Primetime Power Show offer advertising opportunities. For more information, you can go to our website, PrimetimePowerShow.com. Click the advertise link and you'll see we have a great advertising audio special available for only $75. Your audio commercial playing four straight weeks right here on the Primetime Power Show. Eight total plays, two plays each show, and we also do show mentions for your business or organization at the top and at the end of the show. So a great deal in regards to getting the exposure you're looking for from our audience, but also supporting the Primetime Power Show. So a win-win situation. Once again, we have great opportunities in regards to advertising and much more. Go to primetimepowershow.com, click the advertise link to learn more about our offerings. We thank you for your consideration in advance. The Primetime Power Show is also available via podcasts, many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and the many, many, many applications that support the podcast feature. All you have to do is search for Primetime Power Show. Once you find us, add us as a favorite. That'll keep you locked in, and that will allow you to be notified each and every time we upload new content for you to listen to via podcast of the Primetime Power Show. We also have our page on PrimetimePowerShow.com. Click the podcast link, and you'll be able to have access to our previous content as well. So if you want to listen to our previous shows again, that's a good way to check it out via podcast, many different platforms, pick your favorite application and just simply search for Primetime Power Show and you'll be good to go. We thank you so much for your listenership. PSAs, if you have a community-based event or program you would like to relate to our audience, the way you can submit it to us is by email, PSA at PrimetimePowerShow.com. All we ask is to submit it by next Tuesday. That will give us the opportunity to review the content, to approve it, also get into the rotation for the next live broadcast. Once again, if you have a PSA and you would like us to share with our audience, email us at PSA at PrimetimePowerShow.com We also want to encourage our listeners to check out our official show website, PrimetimePowerShow.com While you're on the website right at the top of our homepage is our social media badges, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram TikTok and also YouTube as well if you want to access that, please add like and follow us. We would love to hear from you add a comment whether you want to do it on a post or you want to send it privately. If you want to send us feedback via email, you can email us at feedback at PrimetimePowerShow.com and we would love to hear from you any ideas, suggestions, 
or if you just want to thank the team for the content that we offer everything is all good on our side and we truly thank you for it and we would love to interact with you so hey that's going to do it for us tonight once again thank you for listening to the broadcast i'm Derek may along with tiffany joiner and dr christina williams and you've been listening to the primetime power show streaming on primetimepowershow.com and primetimepowerradio.com and featured on the tune in real line real deck and these are apps you search for primetime power radio remember to add us as a favorite join us next week thank you for listening have a great night have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.